So, you used, well, you still can't hold over me, you know, the idea of, oh, well, I've seen the Packers and been to Lambeau more than you have. Right. Well, sir, for this one year and this one year alone, I have seen the Chicago Bears win in person more than you have. Yes, you have. And with that, a very hearty hi-ho and welcome to what feels like the North Pole. Uh, It is frigid outside. Uh, We came to you in a snowstorm last week. We're coming to you after our second snowstorm in a week. Uh, It's cold outside, dude. Like there there is, there's no other way to put it. I think when I took Avery uh, to my mother-in-law's this morning, I think the car thermometer said like eleven. Or I mean, it's cold today. Well, it's also a sad day for us educators that uh, today's the last day of our break. Last day of winter. Now, here's for some. Like for for my wife Katie, she's been back since Monday. Yeah, she, she went back Monday, but it is it is the last day of Christmas break. Uh, uh, I love Christmas break. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, I, I really I, do. I think I think it's my favorite break because, like, being a baseball coach, like spring break doesn't exist really. Um, fall break is okay for me. Winter break these two weeks is. Something everybody really needs. Correct. Um, and I think this year, you know, a little more so than wherever. Um, but hey, I, here, here's the thing. It's January 4th. We have the last week of NFL, which essentially has given us a couple of Week 18 playoff games. Right. Then, then you got, you know, three, four weeks of NFL playoffs. Then it's February. Then you start really getting into college basketball tournament. Then all of a sudden the weather starts to get warm. Spring training. Well, maybe spring training for baseball. Right. As of right now, don't know if that's going to happen. Right. Then all of a sudden it starts to get warm. And, you know, I think if we can make it to maybe like President's Day weekend, you get to President's Day, then you're only like five weeks from spring break. Yep. And then you're cooking with gas. So anyways, uh, welcome to week 18. Um, quick recap of week set. I mean, maybe not really a quick recap. A uh, couple of division crowns were won in week 17. Um, who day? Yeah. I mean, th- this was a win that I very, very much was impressed by the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, and it, I actually picked Cincinnati in our picks. You this did. Week. I did not. Um, I just love the way that Joe Burrow is playing right now. I think he is on another level right now. Um, he did seem a little banged up at the end of that game. Um, if I'm Cincinnati, I, I, I sit him this week. I don't think there's any reason to play him if he's not 100%. You have to have him ready for the playoffs. Um, but him and Jamar Chase right now are just, I mean, being college teammates, I think that has a lot to do with their, um, that, with their mojo that they have going on right now. But right now, I, is there a better team right now than the Cincinnati Bengals in the way that they're playing? The Green Bay Packers. Um, oh, well, yeah. Other than that, no. And I think the thing that you look at is, that Burrow to Chase connection reminds, and hyperbole aside, reminds me a little bit of that Rodgers to Adams connection. Yeah. Because you know they're going to throw the ball. 
You know exactly who they're going to throw the ball to. And they still do it. And they still torture defense. Yeah. And that's what was so impressive to me was that you have a team who gets down 14 against Kansas City. Kansas City probably, I, I would still say they're the favorite in the AFC. I would still say Kansas City's the favorite in the AFC, even with that loss to Cincinnati. Um, but you look at, and they just threw the football. Yep. And man, are they fun to watch. Yeah, they are. And I think they have as many um, offensive weapons as you need to succeed in the playoffs. You know, uh, Mixon, Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins. Um, they're just chop full of offensive weapons. And their defense, I, granted, they gave up 31 to the Chiefs. But I'm telling you right now, everybody that, again, counted the Chiefs out, you can't. Their offense is cooking again. They're gonna come. They're gonna be a tough out during the playoffs. Um, so, to me, huge win for Cincinnati. Big time uh, moral booster for them going into the playoffs. Well, and you look at this AFC picture as a whole, and touch on Cindy's Titans. Right. Congrats. Back to back. AFC South champs. Saw a crazy stat, man. The Indianapolis Colts have not won the AFC South since 2014. They, I mean, it's just it's wild to think. And there's one Jaguars. And one there's in the there. Jaguars in there. And then of course you had those Texans teams that had David Carr, JJ Watt, um, all those guys. But you look at this AFC playoff picture right now. The seven playoff teams and the one. Who's really... I mean, I get... Yes, I get the Steelers and the Ravens are still alive. Loosely. They are all within two games of each other. Right. And and so you look at this, you know, being where we are, my attention immediately is drawn to the Colts. Week 17, three-point loss. Week 12, seven-point loss. Week 8, three-point loss. Week 5... Six-point loss. Week two, three-point loss. So you're talking about four games right there that are within a score. Four games. You swing half of those, and guess what? The Indianapolis Colts are competing for the one seed. Right. <clears throat> and I think that shows you the parity. And, and people are talking about parity in the, in the NFL this year. I don't think there's a whole lot of parity in the NFC. I really, really don't think there's that much parity in the NFC. But you look at this AFC, I mean, I really think anyone could beat anyone in this AFC on any given week. Because you look at the Indianapolis Colts. They competed very well against the Titans both times. They've already beaten the Cardinals and the Patriots and the Bills. And they didn't just beat the Bills. Right. They beat them down. Right. So now all of a sudden you're looking at this Colts team... You, I still don't want to play the Colts. No, and right now. And he, but here's the thing to me, you know, the Colts have an opportunity to not make this playoffs. Granted, yes, they do play the Jacksonville Jaguars. This if week. they lose that one, someone has to lose their job. But this is what I, I'm telling you, Josh. This week, week 18, this is going to be the Jaguars Super Bowl. This is it for them. This is a chance for them to knock the Colts out of the playoffs. Granted, they got 
demolished by the Patriots last week. Shellacked 50, gave up a 50-burger to Mac Jones and the, pay, and the Pats. That's not really known for putting up points. Right? It's not like you give up a 50-burger to the Packers or the Chiefs right. or the Bucks. It's the Patriots. Remember, they won a football game with throwing the ball three times. Right. But, you know, this is not anything you can just, you know, you can't Sharpie. Here, we're getting ready for, uh, no. you know... Um, NCAA tournament time when they say Sharp. Sharpie. You can't say Sharpie Colts. And I mean, I think because you looked this last week, until Tom Brady did Tom Brady things, the Jets were going to beat the Bucks, Right. And then Antonio Brown took oh, his clothes off. Oh, man. I, you know, anyways. Well, we got to talk about that later. But um. So you look at this AFC playoff picture, and the thing that I look at is that uh, the West... Okay, so you have the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are really, really good at football. Then you got this intriguing matchup, strictly on the grounds of the fact that the Raiders went into Indianapolis. Which I also picked, by the way. Again, a playoff game. Yep. That that was a playoff game. And they... There's sometimes where you, you look at games and you're like, okay, that's a win, but it might kind of feel like a loss. For example, Packers and Browns back on Christmas. But you look at this one. That was a win. That was a win. Yeah, and that was a win. that That's a game that the Raiders have to win. You know, again, this is two weeks of games for the Raiders that are – now where are the Raiders at, Josh? Let's see if we can – and – Yeah, you know, only took me four years. Yeah, um, but the Raiders playing um, two weeks, technically, of playoff games in order to get in. Um, huge win in Indianapolis. I think the Colts easily could have won this football game. Well, you look at the Raiders' defense. That's where I'm sitting. Limiting the Indianapolis Colts to only 262 yards. Right. <clears throat> And I get you had the whole COVID issue with Carson Wentz not being able to practice a lot during the week. This, that, and the other thing. Um, but you look, they also did... I Listen, if you limit Jonathan Taylor, limiting Jonathan Taylor is different than limiting somebody else. Okay? I, that's just facts. When you have a guy like... Derrick Henry, you have a guy like Jonathan Taylor. Their definition of being limited in a game is much different than someone else. They limited Jonathan Taylor to only 108 yards. Mm -hmm. When you do that and you force Carson Wentz to beat you, guess what? You're probably going to have a pretty good chance of winning the football game. Because you, Derrick Carr still had two picks. It's not like the Raiders went in and played perfect on the offensive side of the ball. But that Raiders defense, man, they stepped up, and they stepped up in a big, big way. And it was refreshing to see that. Because you want to talk about a team that I can get behind? It's the Las Vegas Raiders. Talk about a team who, those dudes who are playing right now, they've had no control over the circus that their season's been thrown into. You have a teammate, you know, who was convicted of manslaughter, or not convicted, charged with manslaughter. You have a coach who, well, wow, uh, what didn't John Gruden do right. in those emails? It's probably a 
it's easier to say what he didn't do. He just wasn't a good person. So then he has to resign mid-year. And now all of a sudden you're looking at a team who's winning your in. And it's definitely a story that, I mean, is it bad to root for feel-good stories? No, and I think that this, again, for NFL fans setting up this play-in game week 18 and then shout out to the NFL for flexing it to the Sunday night game. That's how it should be. Everyone should get to see a playoff game at the end of the day of Sunday night, you know, and that's that's what it is. This is a playoff game. You're playing to play in to the to the postseason. And right now, Josh, and I know we're we're gonna do it in our picks, of these two teams, the Raiders and the Chargers, which one would you most like to see make the playoffs? Are you asking, like, want to see as in, like, think that they can make some noise in the playoffs? Yes. I would love to see the offense of the L.A. Chargers get a chance to possibly show playoff in playoff football. Yeah, I, and um, I agree with that. Strictly because you look at it, their matchup would be the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs don't play defense. I mean, I think that that's pretty safe to say. The Chiefs really, really struggle when it comes to... To the defensive side of the ball. Well, the Chargers like to score points. And they like to score points quickly. You look, the Chargers have already beaten the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs 30-24. to And then, close game, lost to the Chiefs 34-28 yeah, in Week 15. I would love to see a rematch of those G- two Give teams. me Week 3 of those two divisional teams. Yeah, And I mean, I get the Raiders. You know, they're a good story. The Chiefs dominated the Raiders. The Chiefs beat the Raiders 41-14 and 48-9. Yep. I don't want that. I think that the Chargers present a very, very good matchup. I think they're a team who can hang with Kansas City. Now, I'm still going to pick Kansas City to win right. if that were to be the matchup. But I would tend to want to see the Chargers in that matchup. Now, here's the thing. they got to go on the road. Yep. Vegas isn't an easy place to play. Um. But I would much rather see the Chargers. I mean, Gil Austin Eckler, a little Justin Herbert, a little playoff football. Yep. That's where I would Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you on that one. Um, moving on. Christian, it is time to fly, Eagles, fly on the road to the playoffs. Oh, remix. The playoff-bound Philadelphia Eagles. Now, if you would have held my feet to the fire and said, hey, Who's not made? I never would have thought that the Philadelphia Eagles would be a playoff. Football. Did we anybody think that two teams from the NFC East were going to make the playoffs this year? No, no. We we said whoever wins this division is the only one that's getting in because this division is bad. Well, I don't know. Maybe the NFC North is the worst division in football right now. Besides the number one, you take away the Packers. Look at the NFC North. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, I think the NFC North this year ended up being the NFC East. Yeah, the the worst division in football. Yeah. And the thing here about the Eagles, they just on a roll. Now, it's set up very nicely for them with closing with New Orleans, the Giants, the Jets, the football team, the Giants, the football team. That's a pretty nice closing there for the Eagles. But, I mean, the thing is... You got to play the games. You have to play the games, and they're 6-1 in their last seven. So, you look at that, 
they were three and six. At three and six, you're done. Like you're just right. done. You're written off. You don't have a shot. And then they're like, nah, we're just gonna run off six of the next seven and make the playoffs. Fantastic story. You love seeing it for Jalen Hurts, a guy who, man, you want to talk about like a conflicted college career was behind Tua, then ahead of Tua, then behind Tua. I mean, Jalen Hurts, I I, I want to say he deserves this. And I think I'm not yeah. a huge Eagles fan, um, but you look, Jalen Hurts this year, over 3,000 yards passing, is the team's leading rusher. Let's also go with that there for a second <laughs> by 30 yards over Miles Sanders. Um but what a story coming out of Philly. Yeah, and I think it's crazy in this playoff picture that the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and 7 seed are locked in. But 6 is but not. But 6 is not because... Of the, how tiebreakers work yeah. and, and this and the other. This also sets up an interesting matchup, potentially, with the Rams and the Eagles. Now... I don't think that the Eagles can compete with the Rams. But I think it would also be interesting to see how that Rams defense responds to a dual-threat quarterback. Yeah. Because, really, the only other true dual-threat quarterback that the Rams have played this year would be they played Kansas City. And guess what happened when they played Kansas City? Or, no, sorry. I'm looking at the wrong schedule. But you look at the Rams, their defense has been suspect. I would. Do you call Aaron Rodgers a dual threat quarterback, Christian? No. He can run the ball. Is that fair? Yeah. He's the MVP. Nah. I'm TB's the MVP right now. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I look at when the Rams. I just I don't know I don't buy the Rams, Christian. Do you buy the Rams? I don't buy the Rams. And I and this is and I said this to my buddy Jason when he was at my house this weekend. Um I said, "Listen, sit everybody. Doesn't don't try to win because guess what? If you win and you happen to get the 6 seed then, let's say San Francisco loses to the Rams and all of a sudden Philadelphia then is looking at the sixth seed, next thing you know, guess who you got to go and play? Tom Brady. <laughs> Have fun. If I'm Philly, I want to stay the seventh seed and play the, the... I think the Rams is a better matchup than Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. You look at teams who have given the Rams trouble this year. The Cardinals back in week four. Right. Dual threat quarterback. I know you don't want to call Aaron Rodgers a dual threat quarterback. That's fine. Aaron Rodgers is mobile, and Aaron Rodgers can beat you with his legs. Every team, the Ravens, right? With Tyler Hudley, yeah. Who's? I mean, he's still a mobile quarterback. These are the teams that give the Rams trouble, and now you're going to throw Jalen Hurts on there, right? I'm all for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, if I'm Philly, I'm. I'm lose. I'm trying to lose this week. I do not want to win and happen to move up a seed, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you see Tom Brady. That's not something I want to see. And it's crazy to say that you would rather play the two seed than the three seed. But but 
It's all about matchups. matchups. And I don't think that the Eagles are a good matchup for the Rams right now. No. I just really don't. And you look at what this does to the rest of the NFC playoff picture. We touched on the AFC playoff picture a little bit. Really right now, you have your top five seeds. And then you have the Eagles and the Niners sitting there at 9-7. and seven. Here, Here's my thing. The more I watch this Green Bay Packer team play, and this is where I hate myself right now, Christian. Because the more I watch this Packer team play, the more I'm like, yeah, these guys might actually be pretty good. And that's a problem because I know what's going to happen in the NFC Championship game. I know. Because that's what we do. We lose NFC Championship games. Um, really really you quick. you got to look at the Cowboys. Yeah, but really quick. Also... Something I want to touch on with Philly here. If Philadelphia loses, but the Rams beat the 49ers and the Saints beat the Falcons, Philly still moves up to the sixth seed, even with a loss. So they might not have any choice but to move up to the sixth seed. Which, which again, you sit and you look would be horrible for them because that yeah. offense is not set to beat the Bucks. Yeah. And I think on the other standpoint, the Philly defense is not built to play Tom Brady. Well, which defense is built to play Tom Brady? But maybe you know what? It would have been great if the Saints would have hopped up and the Saints would have played and the Tom Saints somehow Tom Brady playing the Saints as he's Sitting there 0 and 2 against can the Saints. I get, can I get crazy here? Yeah. On my wish list. What's that? And I don't even know if this is at all possible. The Bucks win. The Rams lose. And then the Saints get in the playoffs as the seven seed. And then the Bucks have to play the Saints. But that's what I don't I don't know if that's I don't know if that's possible. Yeah, as of like I'm on the ESPN playoff machine and I think the only seed that here look yeah the only seed would that be this, the six seed would be the seventh seed and they would play the Rams. That's terrible. Unless hey, on, let me see. Listen, the NFL yeah. just needs to make it happen so that the Bucks have to beat the Saints. That's what needs to happen because I don't want to play the Buccaneers as a Packer fan. Well, if the Bucks pl- lose to the Panthers, yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah. No, Anyways, wouldn't happen. So what we have to talk about is these the two, three, and four seeds, and I mean throw in the five seeds in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Who are you confident in? Because the Bucks were at full strength and barely beat the Jets. The Cowboys lose at home to the Cardinals. Who? Let's not forget the Arizona Cardinals lost to the Detroit Lions. Got shellacked by the Detroit Lions. So, the Rams struggle with... So, these two, three, four, five seeds in the NFC, who... They're stumbling around at the wrong time right now. And I get nothing matters until the playoffs. I get that. But, like, now the Cowboys, you are in serious danger of the Cardinals, the team who just beat you at home, coming knocking again in two weeks. Right. If you're the Buccaneers, you are looking at the 49ers. Come call. 
in two weeks. And then the Rams and the Eagles, and that'd be a blowout. But these top seeds in the NFC, momentum into the playoffs is everything. Matters. Yep, I agree. And that's why I think if you're the Green Bay Packers, you sit everyone week 18. Because you just had a great all-around team performance against the Vikings. Let that be the taste that those starters have. Sit everyone. That, and would you bubble wrap Aaron Rodgers' toe, please? Aaron Rodgers, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about this more in the round table, but it sounds like Rodgers wants to play, and I think that's the dumbest thing he, in the world. I know he wants to play. And you know what? If you want to have him go out, get a quarter in, fine. Treat it like I a preseason. And I know people would be like, no, don't do it, don't do it. And I get that freak injuries can happen. It takes one I know. play I to know. ruin a season. But I also think that he's the MVP. He's going to come back. You give him what he wants. You give him whatever he wants. Nah, well, I think giving him what he wants and giving your team the best opportunity to succeed in the playoffs are two totally different things. I Okay, that's fine. I don't. However... The game of the week and the performance of the week has to be the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Has to be. I mean, they, they dominated. You ever seen the gif of, I don't even know, I don't know WWE wrestling at all, but where the guy like pops out of the casket and it's like he lives again. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, that's the Arizona Cardinals. Everyone calling them dead. They're dead. They're done. They're awful. They're dead. Next thing you know, they go on the road to Dallas. Huge win. Now, I'm still not confident in the Cardinals for what we said. They're still the team that got shellacked by the Lions. But that doesn't change the fact that the performance that they put down in Dallas was incredibly impressive. Yeah. And it was in every single phase of the game. Defensively, they bottled up Dak. They bottled up Zeke. And that's one thing we got to touch on. Like, Zeke is supposed to be this elite running back. When is he actually going to show it, is my question. Right. I mean, your rushing leader for the Cowboys was Dak with 20 yards. Right. Dallas, and maybe that's the Arizona defense. I don't know. Yeah. But... My goodness. Yeah. This was the... I mean, you had the Cowboys who, you know, they came back a little bit in the fourth quarter. But going into the fourth quarter, it's a 22-7 game. Yeah. And there's still a world where Arizona could be the three seed. Here... And this is going to sound really weird. The Arizona Cardinals are a better football team on the road... Than they are at home. Right. They're eight and one on the road this year. So I think they're a team who's like, ah, don't matter who we play, where we play them. Let's just go play them. But you look, the Dallas Cowboys only had 45 yards rushing. Yep. They only averaged six yards per pass. And you look at their lineup. I, Michael Gallup now, out for the year. But you look at the weapons that they have, and one must ask, what is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys? I don't know, Josh. Uh, there's a certain head coach 
that gets around this for the time. record. For the record, you brought it up, not me. Let that all show. You brought it up, not me. Because you look between Zeke, even Tony Pollard's no slouch. No. But then you look, Dalton Schultz cannot be your leading wide receiver when you have CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, and Amari Cooper on the team. Dalton Schultz cannot be your leading wide receiver. That cannot happen. Now again, is that more on the Cardinals or is it on the ineptness of the Dallas Cowboys? Now, we have all said that as you get towards the end of the year, things get amplified by a billion in terms of overreaction to one game. Right. Because, like, let's say, for example, the Packers were to have had their snafu against the Saints in Week 17. And they still had the same record, so say they were 13-2 and two going in, and then they got beat by the Saints by 35. The whole world would say the Packers are done, they're inept, they're frauds. But since it happened in week one, it's a little blip on the radar. Right? Could this be that for the Dallas Cowboys offense? It could. Where the problem comes in, if you want to think that way, is this is becoming much more of a trend rather than an outlier for this Cowboys team. If you take away the game against the Washington football team, that doesn't count. Lost to the Chiefs 19-9. Lost to the Raiders. Struggled against the Saints. Struggled against the football team. Beat the Giants. Lost to the Cardinals. I, I don't know. I'm sitting here and all of a sudden, you look at the playoff teams who they've beaten. They've beaten the Patriots. They've beaten the Eagles. Other than that, there's no real win there that's like, yes, this is a football team that's going to compete. Yeah. I'm worried about the Dallas Cowboys offense because you cannot have the weapons that they have and still struggle to put up points at home. On the road is one thing, but at home has to be concerning if you're a Cowboy fan. Yeah, and I think that... For the Cowboys, they have to play their starters this week just to get right, get ready for the playoffs. Um, maybe not the whole game, but you can't have that taste that in your mouth. Oh, man, because <clears throat> just the question marks all of a sudden, man. I mean, when you're leading rusher and leading wide receiver combined for only 74 yards, that's just, ah. That, that to me was probably the most worrisome aspect of the whole week. Yeah. Was this Cowboys offense. Yeah. You know what didn't concern me, Christian? What's that? The Chicago Bears defense. <laughs> against the Mike Glennon-led New York Giants. First off, timeout. Mike Glennon is a bum. Like, that- <laughs> he might be the worst quarterback in NFL history. And make so much money on being the worst quarterback. Well, how many different teams are currently paying Mike Glennon? Uh, I know the Bears are one of them. The Bears are still paying Mike Glennon substantial amounts of money. Which is kind of funny to me, by the way. Now, before we dive into our rivalry roundtable, a new section of the podcast. Russ's Travel Reviews. Oh, yeah. There you go. So, we are going... Alright, so you listened last week, you know that I took Katie's cousin on a little road trip 
to the lakefront on Sunday morning. I am a Green Bay Packers fan. That is who I am a fan of. I want that on the record just so any bias might be thrown out. The fact of the matter is this. Lori Lightfoot and the city of Chicago are sitting on what should be a gold mine with Soldier Field. Now, the last time I had been to Soldier Field, wow, uh, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. It was a preseason game against the San Francisco 49ers. I wonder if we went to the same game because I went to a 49ers preseason game. We might have. That's kind of crazy to think. Uh, there, I remember distinctly there was a punt that the 49ers muffed and like the Bears recovered. And that was really the only remembrance of Soldier Field that I had. So we got there early. Like We pulled into the parking lots at 8 a.m. Thank you for that advice on getting there early, yep. by the way. Um, parked in the Burnham Harbor lot, so right there on Lake Michigan. And I instantly started thinking, this is not nearly as bad as I thought it would be. Because there's always the jokes of how horrible Soldier Field is, this, that, and the other. But the atmosphere of the tailgates on the water, you know... The park setting is really underrated. Mm-hmm. That was really cool seeing, like the kids playing football in the park, yep. and you know having the museums right there, right on the water. And then you know we didn't walk out to like South Lot or McCormick Lot or anything because that was way too far away. And I was wearing work boots. By the way, I don't recommend walking six miles a day in work boots. <laughs> I, just don't. Um, I cannot believe that the city of Chicago would allow. The Chicago Bears to leave. I just, I can't. Because that atmosphere pregame was awesome. And it's a pregame atmosphere being awesome with a 6-10 football team. At that point, they were 5-10. So you have a 5-10 football team who's eliminated from any sort of serious contention. They have no bright spot in their immediate future because they have no draft picks. And yet the fans are out, they're tailgating, it's a party, the snow was coming down off the lake, it was a movie, sir. And Lori Lightfoot is going to allow them to move out because of the Chicago Park District being stupid. That horrifies me. Yeah. Because the history that, and even, okay, so I get that they've put a spaceship (laughs) down in the middle. I get that. The exterior is quite horrible. And it doesn't help the closer you get to it. But the vibe there was awesome. Yeah. It is it is a cool place to go. It really, truly is. One thing that surprised me was the soft drink situation inside. No of Coke Field. or Pepsi. No Coke. No. It blew my mind. RC Cola. RC, a Dr. Pepper sponsored. Which, hey, I'm a Dr. Pepper stand. I mean, of all... Dark Colas, Dr. Pepper is the king. Um, it was, that was, having a cold <laughs> Dr. Pepper while sitting, it was awesome. Uh, we walked around inside, yet the exterior looks weird, but the inside is super cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, now this was funny. So they have that, I almost want to call it like a courtyard on the south side of the stadium yep. where they have like the pregame music and everything right. like that. 
So we walked up because Nathan and I wanted to take pictures of like inside the colonnades. Yep. And I showed like, hey, check out this back seat right here. Because they still have like the old, yep. where, like those old seats were. So we took some pictures up there. Got some chicken tenders from the chicken tender stand up there. And then as we're walking down, we just hear this like collapse stuff. Um, there was ice falling off of the top layer of the upper deck <laughs> and just crashing onto the floor. And so they have to close everything. That was, by the way, a little horrifying when you see ice pieces the size of like a kitchen table right. flying through the air. Does horrify you a little bit. Um, but overall, man, I, I'm going to make this a New Year's resolution. I will no longer make fun of Soldier Field. Okay. The exterior, I'm still going to make fun of the exterior. Yeah. The, I, 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 is I, that I, fair? Yeah. Um, but the, the overall vibe was very, very surprising to me. There were only two Fire Nagy chants. <laughs> I also think that has a little bit to do with the fact that they were... I, they dominated the game from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, from the first play of the game. Fumble. Fumble. Mike Glennon had 24 yards. You know what their total was? N- net negative. pass? It, it was in the negative, negative 10. Um... So and that it was wild. So the Bears kick off, really good kick coverage. First play from scrimmage, fumble returning the ball to the two. And I text you and I'm just like, well, that's a good start, right? I mean, you couldn't believe I mean you just laughed at the idea. And I mean, just overall, domination by the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Shout out to Robert Quinn. That was pretty cool. You by know, the way. um breaking um Breaking the single season sack record, and not just that, a hundred career sacks. Yeah, I just that was a very very cool mo- moment to see. Yeah, um, beat anything that you beat that Richard Dent had as that's pretty good. Yeah, Super Bowl MVP Richard Dent. That's that's pre- awesome. And that was the thing. Like you sit there and you're like, because there are some records, and you're like, okay, that's not it. The single season sack record that was set. For the Chicago Bears, a historic defensive franchise. Right. You see that, you've seen some pretty cool stuff. Um, a safety. Yeah. I mean, we, we about saw it all. The only thing we didn't see was a defensive touchdown, and we got pretty close with that first play of the game. Um, so, overall, great day on the lakefront. Yep. I mean, I big fan of the game day environment, but I will tell you, it made my desire to go to Lambo a little bit more immeasurable. Yeah, like I mean, like I hadn't been to an NFL game. We talked last week since I was like thirteen or fourteen. I'm telling you, Josh. I, I think I'm going to go on record and say I think you and I are going to take a trip to Lambo. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at some point, yes, we will. Um, but overall, great day. I it's a good win for the Bears. If yeah, you can I mean, have a good win, hey, any win at this point is good. Yeah. I do want to talk about the la- what will be the last offensive play call of Matt Nagy inside of Soldier Field. The Bears are up 29-3. to And what does Matt Nagy decide to run? He decides to run a halfback pass with David Montgomery. For an interception. For an interception. I, you know, man, it was one of those things where you're like, 
We're just having fun, Josh. How <laughs> entirely appropriate for the inept offensive guru that is Matt Nagy for his last play in Soldier Field. In Soldier Field that he called and okay, he didn't call fine, whatever. But for the he was last a part of. offensive play call of the Matt Nagy tenure <clears throat> inside of Soldier Field would be a halfback pass interception after going for it on fourth and four from the Giants nine. Yeah. There's nothing better than that. No, I agree. That's like, you know, I'm sure they're just like, all right, eh, go out there, have a little fun. But <laughs> uh, it just, it's perfect. It's a fitting end to absolutely what is. Not been a very successful tenure in Chicago for Matt Nagy. The Packers won. Oh, um, can we just talk about how awful the Vikings looked? I, Mike Zimmer's got to go now at this point. Well, and then his post game presser. Oh, about the, the Kellen Mond situation. Yeah. Um, you you gotta f- fire right now because the answer to that is. Hey, we're going to try to get Kurt back and see how that goes. That's your answer. Not, Not, I see him every day. I have no desire to watch him play an NFL game. Because now, if you're a free agent and you hear a coach talk like that, why would you go? Right. And this is someone that they picked in the top three. He was the 66th pick in the draft. It's not like he's some, you know, Mr. Irrelevant 259 or whatever it is. But... Um. Yeah, I. When you that shocked me. Yeah, it. To me, I think I think he sees the writing on the wall. Well, he's done nothing. I mean, that's that's the thing. He's really done nothing. Yeah. And if you are a Minnesota Vikings fan, he's got to go. That with Justin Jefferson there, with at Dalvin Cook, they have too many weapons to waste on Mike Zimmer. Yeah. And a beautiful new stadium. Still the nicest stadium I've ever been in. And I... I don't know. I look at this Minnesota Vikings team. And I feel like they have a lot of pieces that are there. Granted, Daniel Hunter missed a lot of time with injury this year. They have been plagued by injuries and COVID almost as much as the Packers have. But I feel like this Viking team is probably a little bit closer. And you just you can't have a coach who says he has no desire to see someone play. Um, it's always good to beat the Vikings. Like, don't get me wrong. Always good Gosh, to beat the that Vikings. That was a shellac. I don't, I don't care who the quarterback is. It's always good to beat the Vikings. But I think you also have to temper it a little bit with the idea that, okay, Manon was the starter. Right. You did this against a backup quarterback who had no practice, who had no clue he was going to play. However, welcome to the world of COVID that we're living in. With the win, the Packers wrapped up the one seed in the NFC, um, which I still, okay, fine. Yeah, did you, you watched the game? I did, uh, yep. The whole thing? Yep. Because you were home. Yeah, so that was the other thing. So they let us 
So you get out of the parking lot, and I'm thinking, man, they're going to make us turn north, and then we're going to have to deal with all that traffic coming out of the north side of the stadium. <clears throat> they let us turn south on Lakeshore Drive, and I was home in an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, because normally I get home from those games like at the start of the Sunday night game. Yeah, we were we were home. What, I called you at like 440, 445? Yeah. yeah. And I was already home. Yeah, because they put – the what I was going with that is, is they put the graphic up of – uh, the Packers at home in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like it's eye opening, and hmm. that's why I keep going back to it. And people get mad at me. I mean, who who do we have on? Is it Joe who got mad at me over that? Yeah, yeah, it was Joe. And I'm like, there's my proof. Yeah, but to I think I mean at this point you you. You I have mean, it. Listen, you got it. I would much rather play at home than play on the road. Right. Don't get me wrong. Now, do I think this is automatically a ticket punch to the NFC Championship game? No. Do I think it's an automatic ticket punch? Pat, no. I, I think you're going to have to go out and win. However, a bye week, playing at Lambeau, I mean, we're the only undefeated home team in the NFL this year. Yeah. So... You haven't lost there yet. I mean, again, it, it's just, it's, all right. I tweeted this. Nothing will matter unless the Green Bay Packers are playing in L.A. in February. Like, I hate to be that guy. Sure, it's great to win the division. We've won it three years in a row. I'm not, I mean, you take every other team in the NFC North, you combine their division wins over the last, like, what, 16, 17 years, the rest of the division, it's not a big thing to win the division anymore. Yeah, it's the first step. Nothing matters unless you play for the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I I just don't see Rodgers returning if you don't make it to the Super Bowl. I, and I don't. I mean, that's going to be... We'll have that debate every day from now until there's a decision on that. I do like what he came out and said this week. That he wants to make the decision quickly after the season's over. He doesn't want it to play on. And interesting thing that for the first time with all of this, Aaron took a little responsibility for the situation. He said, the communication has to be better and that includes myself. For the first time in all of this, Aaron took responsibility for what happened last summer. Take it, leave it, whatever. Um... It's just good vibes around Green Bay right now. Yep. But and I feel like, you know, our franchises are in such different places because it's yours is, okay, how soon can we fire our coach? And ours is okay, now it's playoff time. Right. Um and with it being playoff time. We're on tonight, you know our picks don't lie. You had a good week. Yeah, we both did. We both had really it's nice to uh, maybe end the year on a good note. Yeah. For the picks, um, there were a couple of games, however, that if one or two snaps go different, um, we're back to like one of those weeks where like I went like seven and eight, and you went like five and nine. Right. Because you think if the Jets game goes one snap differently, would anyone on this planet have picked? The, the Jets. The Jets. To even compete against the Bucks. That answer is no. Uh, you look at a couple of other ones. I mean, we both picked Dallas. I mean, that. Hello. Um, we both picked the Panthers. Gee. 
The I, Rams. I mean, one snap goes different for the Rams. Um, you ended the week 11-5. I finished 12-4. and four. Um, I really feel like I should be 11.5 and 4.5 and because I said that the Packers were barely going to win. Um, and yeah. that wasn't barely at all. Uh, moving to week 18, man, do we have some fun football games this week. Yeah, on Saturday too. Set We got two on Saturday. Um, and then you move that Sunday night game, man. I just, I cannot wait. Because that's really the biggest win and you're in game. Because right. one of them is going to be in. One of them is probably going to be out. Right. And so that is absolutely fantastic for us. And then there's some games that you're just like, we really have to watch this. Right. Looking at like the Jets and Buffalo. Right. A 17 point spread. Yeah. So anyways, do a little rapid fire here. I Kansas City and Denver. Kansas City still has something to play for. I mean, end of the day, they're going to set the tone for the rest of the AFC that first game on Saturday afternoon. And it also, I mean, I think how that game, Kansas City and Denver goes, also determines how, say, Tennessee plays it right. against Houston. So I think you can see a lot of dominoes start to fall from the Saturday window, then the early window on Sunday, the late window on Sunday. Sunday night's just going to be a bloodbath, and it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking Kansas City as well. Um, Denver's just kind of a question mark all around right now. Not getting consistent play from their quarterback position. Um, Kansas City's got to set the tone for the playoffs. I feel like they'll roll in this one. And not just the playoffs, but, I mean, for the rest of the league. Yeah. I mean, they have to send that message that, hey, we are still the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys still are not. Bring it. Yep. And I cannot wait. Dallas and Philly, you want to talk about a team like Dallas has to win this football game. Like, I'm not trying to be that guy and say, oh, it's a must-win game. I mean, I get they're in the playoffs already, but Dallas has to get some positive vibes going. So I'm going to take them boys. Yeah, I'm also taking them boys because, honestly, I can see a world where Philadelphia sits some of their guys. I I don't see any reason for Philly to try to play for anything. Um, You're in. Honestly, you might be better off as the seventh seed than you are the sixth seed. So, in that instance, get your guys healthy. Who cares if you beat... I I get that Dallas is your rival. And it's not easy to sit back and let them win. Um, But it's it's not going to help you in any way. So, for that reason, I'm picking them boys. Packers and Lions. Uh, I think part of why I think... Aaron Rodgers will play at least a little bit on Sunday. The pack, like, and I get everyone say, oh, well, it's the second stringers. They don't want to lose the Lions. They really don't want to lose the Lions. Packers are going to squeak this one out. I think even with our second string, we that's, beat the Lions. <clears throat> that's what I, I think it doesn't matter what? either way. I think if you have Rodgers or if you have Love, I think you're going to beat Detroit. Granite. Um, I don't know why you just typed that I'm picking Detroit. I'm picking the what Packers. Am I doing? Um, you know you what? Sure? You know what? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pick for you. Yeah. No, um, I just, well, I, I don't think know, it. I was just thinking, you've had some crazy picks this year. Yeah, no. I, not this not, one. Not, not this one? No, Green Bay. 
Cincinnati and Cleveland. Um, touching quickly, uh, something we forgot to touch on earlier. Last game in Pittsburgh for Big Ben last yeah. night. Uh, that picture of him walking up the tunnel with his family. Whoo, Ooh, yeah. Crystal, that, Crystal said right when we were watching it on ESPN and there was the guy that was taking that picture, she's like, that's going to be an awesome picture. That, and it was. And, you know. I'm dude. I have look at. I know just even goosebumps. talking about it because really, all right. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers, Ben Roethlisberger with the Steelers. I mean, those have been the staples of our right ever since I remember watching football. It's been Big Ben in in yes in Pittsburgh. Well, and they were showing clips of like him throwing to like Antoine Randall in like 2006 and man, you hit with those old like CBS sports graphics. Yeah. And I just remember those Sunday afternoons. Oh yeah. And, um, and Mr. CTE himself Antonio and- Brown. <laughs> um yeah. Hey, I'm just saying the guy's got got issues. Um but watching that Cleveland Browns team Boy, they are in a world of... I don't think they know who they are. No. And I yeah. with that, I think Cincinnati comes out, just blasts them, give them the Bengals. Yeah, I, I don't think Cincinnati's going to play Joe Burrow this week. But I also am hearing now that Baker even said... Not even the coach, that Baker said he's going to sit out Week 18. Well, He's so banged up. He has a torn labrum. He's playing through a torn labrum. And he was still on his back throwing across his body. He doesn't need to risk his career. No, it's time to get him healthy. Um, so for that reason, I'm picking the Bengals. The red hot Chicago Bears. Woo! I mean, absolutely scorching the NFL right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're laughing at me, Christian. But they have one of the longest winning streaks in the... I mean, it's not one of the longest winning streaks in the NFL. But, I mean, you look... They, they got a little two-game win streak going right now. Okay? They got a two-game win streak going. The Minnesota Vikings are a mess. This is the last... Stole! This is your last time doing so this. So you know what we're going to do on Sunday, Christian? What? We're going to bear down. All right. And that was the one phrase that I would not utter on Sunday. I bet not. I, I saw some buddies up there, and you we're hanging out before the game, and you know, giving fist bumps on our way out. They're like, "Bear down!" I'm like, "I'll say go Bears." That yeah. So that is the new Rocky top for me, by the way. But you know what? We're gonna bear down on Sunday because nobody cares about. Them skull-clapping, purple-pant-wearing, hot-dish-eating Minnesotans. Fire Mike Zimmer, you trash-can franchise. Enjoy your off-season. Give me the Bears. Wow. Um, yeah, this is the, also the last time I get to talk about my football team. This is it. Well, no, because we'll have big news going into the playoffs because they will have fired Matt Nagy. Yeah, that's true, too. Um, it's, it, it's kind of funny that they're playing against each other, Nagy and Zimmer. It's like, okay, who can get dumber here? Um, I'm going with the Bears. I got to pick them. Uh, last game of the season, they are playing well. I who Matt Nagy might play <laughs> Montgomery at quarterback. Well, he said this something week. that like, well, he played David Montgomery at quarterback last week, and it didn't work out too well for him. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Hey, he said Justin Fields might play. Yeah, that'd be cool. I, I, I'm kind of already missing watching him, but at the same time, I'd rather just like play Andy Dalton, sit Fields, just keep him healthy and get him ready for next season. With but we're bearing down, correct? Yeah, we're bearing down. The football team and the Giants. Uh, Christian, this is the football game that I will affectionately say it is time to ship, ship it, it to, to London. London. I mean, this is the last time also we get to ship. That is game. correct because uh, by <laughs> nature you cannot ship a playoff game to London. Right. Um, man, the Giants. I having seen them in person. Oh boy, are they bad on every single aspect of the football game. Their best aspect of Sunday was their punt coverage. They are, they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL history. Are they, do you feel any, like, I feel awful for Saquon Barkley. Like, I mean, he's yes. such a talent. Yeah, he is. He needs to get out. Yeah, it's time um, to get out. Now, I will say this. I think the New York Giants are worse than the Detroit Lions. You I think, will say that You think the question. Giants are worse than the Lions? Yes, I do. Because I watched that offense, they could not do now anything. Hold, hold, pump, no, okay, without Daniel Jones. Yeah, if you have Daniel Jones, they're they're a serviceable football but team. But right now, they're awful. They are the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know how you could ever start Mike Glennon as quarterback ever again. Like he's so bad. And the vitriol and hatred that Bears fans had for Mike Glennon surprised well, me a little. Well, bit. it's because he's. Taking up money. I, I mean, I that get we that. could go but, and get somebody with. But again, who's to blame for that? Yeah, that's pace. Yes, but you know, I. But I am taking the football team because the New York Giants. I was appalled that that was an NFL football team that they put on the field. Yeah, appalled. Um, I'm taking also breaking news for the last time we can call them the Washington, Washington football team on because on two 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 twenty two twenty two. Yep, on. Uh, t- February 2nd, 2022, on the Today Show, which I think that, okay. Woohoo, we're doing on the Wait, Today Show. Wait, is Michael show. Strahan going to announce the football team? He might just say, call him the New York Football Giants. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, they're going to name their team. Um, gosh, I, who only knows? I, I'm still going to call them the Redskins. I mean, more than likely. I mean, I still say that the Raiders are in Oakland. So. Right. So I so who are you taking? Oh, I'm taking the football okay, team. I, I can't pick the Giants after what they put on the field last week. Indy might score 100. Give me the Colts. It, the Colts will win, but this game is going to be closer than people think. I'm telling you right now, it, if I'm a Colts fan... I'm not putting my feet up smoking the victory cigar just quite yet. You have to play the football game. You play to win the game. If you let this game get past you and you lose to Jacksonville and lose a spot in the playoffs, that could hurt your team for years to come. Get the job done. Get in the playoffs. Let everything else happen. Give me the Colts. Pittsburgh and Baltimore... The game that could mean something, but also could mean nothing if the Colts win. Colts win, this game means nothing. But, I mean, that's the beauty of this being in the early window. Right. They're well, playing at the same time. You have to do that. So, you ha- So I mean, you got to play them. Uh, Big Ben 
what could be his last game in the NFL. I am picking against Big Ben. Give me the Stillers. Um, I am picking against Big Ben because he had his swan song in Pittsburgh, and now it's over. Um, I think Baltimore wins this football game. Uh, I think if there's a team that could sneak into the playoffs somehow, some way, and do some damage, it's the Baltimore Ravens. The fact that Baltimore is there's a ninety two percent chance, I believe, that they're not going to make the playoffs. Wild, unreal. As we now, sat there and they were one of the best teams in the NFL. How the, much of that? Is Lamar's injuries. Well, yeah, and COVID issues and Lamar's random stomach issues. And it's just, it's crazy because we picked them as the division winners. We did. So it's We did. Speaking of a division winner, and I think this Tennessee game, the whole vibe of it, I think, depends upon what the Chiefs do on Saturday night. Chiefs win. You got to play to win this game. Chiefs lose. But then you also throw in, okay, what if Buffalo loses and New England wins? Then I, it's all, yeah. But I, it's it's the Houston Texans, yeah. And because it's the Houston Texans, you're going to take the Tennessee Titans. And an interesting little whisper out of Nashville says Derrick Henry yep. is running with the football. Yep. And if the Titans get Derrick Henry back, this if they're be- the one seed. Get an extra week to get Derrick Henry back. See, and I think get that, to play at home. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think the one seed is so desirable for Tennessee just to get that extra week to get Derrick Henry ready. Like that's huge, absolutely huge. So for that reason, I'm picking Tennessee as well. They win this game. They I they clinch the one seed. You get that extra week for Derrick Henry, and then look out. Nolans and the Falcons. Uh, I mean, I guess this is a meaningful game technically for the Saints. I mean, they're not eliminated. Uh, so give me the Saints. Yeah, give me the Saints. Uh, there's still a way they can get into the playoffs. If uh, the Rams win and beat San Francisco and the Saints win, the Saints are in. So for that reason, give me who who that. That might be the... This line in Buffalo and the Jets might be the biggest line that I've seen all year. Yeah, 17. Now, here's the thing. The Jets just played the Bucks tough. Yep. And if there's one thing that's dangerous, Christian, we've talked about this with the Lions, we've talked about this with a lot of people, is a team with nothing to lose is the most dangerous team in football to play. Right. I'm still taking the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I was kind of hoping for a Limpy upset special. No, no, Buffalo. Uh, you know, I I just don't see a world where the Jets. I, I that was their big game that they had against the Bucks. It's over. Um, Braxton Barrows. That at one point he was the leading fantasy scorer in all of football. Yeah, eight receptions, 65 yards, one touchdown. He is a free agent wide receiver this year. I will bet $1.5 billion he goes to New England. He's just that, like, that Wes, Wel- yes. Wes Welker. That they're going to throw in the slot. And yep. They're going to hit him for six or seven yards on slant routes, yep. cross routes. He's going to get paid. He's going to New England. Book it. 
Bill Belichick's drooling that he's a, a <laughs> fan of, or a, a free agent this year. And if you add him to that New England wide receiver yeah. core, yeah, that that could be fun. Uh, Niners and Rams, huge game, huge, huge game. Yeah, because if there will be more Niners fans than Rams fans. It's going to feel like a home game for the Niners. The Niners are going to play like they are at home. Hammer it home. Niners over the Rams. So you're so if you are you picking the Arizona Cardinals then too? Wouldn't you like to know? Well, no, I'm just asking because if that's the case, then Christian Lemke's Arizona Cardinals division winner pick hits. I don't know. You're, I mean, you're just going to have to wait and see. Well, because you're stealing my thunder. Because I was picking San Francisco That's to fine. then hammer Dude. the Arizona Cardinals to then say Christian Lemke's division winner hits. Then do it. That's I am. San Francisco. Give me San Francisco. I like it. Now, because I don't care about what goes on. In this next one, New England's going to win by a billion. Yeah. Moment of silence. I was just in the arms Charlie Schmiggles fans. the angels. It was fun while it lasted. But then you got absolutely smacked, as the kids like to say, against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, Patriots needed a big momentum game going into the playoffs. Give me the Patriots. Yeah, I think the blind squirrel could beat Miami at this point. Their season's over. Um, give me who Big Mac and New England. Seattle and Arizona. My oh my, what a world we live in. Russell Wilson's birds against Kyler Murray's cards. You could also say Kyler Murray's birds, you know. They're both birds. Bird. We're going to lock it in. Oh, no. And say that Russell Wilson's birds are going to play spoiler on the Cardinals division parade. Late touchdown. Here's how I think this is going to play out. Yeah. You ready? So it's about 530 here on Sunday. We're going to hear words that they flashed the Rams final. On the scoreboard in Arizona. Russell Wilson fans. Cardinals going to be up by four. Fans are going to be thinking it's over. Russell Wilson with one last vintage Russ drive. In Seattle. Goes down. Steals the division. Right out of Christian Lemke's Cardinals hands. Give me Russell Wilson's birds. I'm taking my Arizona Cardinals. I think... There's a real chance that they win this division now. You you got the one thing that we thought that was going to run into Arizona that would prevent them from winning the division was the Cowboys game last week. Arizona wins that game. Now all of a sudden, it's very realistic. Give me the Cardinals. Give me the Christian Lemke special hitting week eight team. It would be a beautiful thing. Carolina and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Tampa. I mean, th- this isn't going to be a football I'm game. taking the Antonio Brown. Oh, wait. All right, That's just awkward. real quick. Just 
Everybody is saying, like, we can laugh about it, but someone needs to help Antonio Brown. Like, the guy is nuts. And then the idea, so he gets picked up, and then he's still around New York City last night because he was at the Nets game sitting courtside. Courtside, yeah. He's talking about his Netflix special. He, He needs help. Yeah. And, I mean, we said that when he signed with the Patriots. We said it again when he signed with the Bucks. Like, somebody needs to help Antonio Brown. Yeah, like, and he's such a talent, and it's just like, like, watching Mike Evans literally holding on his pads to keep him, try to keep him on. Like, it was, and then him running off the field half naked, and the security guards thinking that it was a streaker. No, it's just Antonio Brown. Like, the guy's, the guy's nuts. Um, Get him help. Before it's too late, because that's there's a lot of people that say, you know, oh, we should have, you know, everything was fine. And no. like one way or the other, like even if, you know, like for self harm for whatever road, before you hurt someone else too. Yeah, I mean, get the man some help. Yep. So, uh, but I'm I, assuming you're taking the box. Yeah, I'm taking the Antonio Brownless Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Which brings us to the game of the week. I mean, yep. the Chargers. Go, Chargers, go, and the Raiders. It's like the two teams with our uh, little sound effects. All right, Josh. I, I know, and you you said this in like, yeah. I'm going to play for the emotional story. Give me the Raiders. I wanted you to say, give me Oakland, just for one more time. Um, I'm taking the go, charges go. I I think everyone's going to say, oh, well, it's a home game for Vegas. It would have been a home game for Vegas if they were in L.A. (laughs) I'm just, the Chargers, I'm convinced there are like seven Chargers fans. Like, I'm just convinced of it. But I feel Herbert, Eckler... Um, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, very, very good offense, comes through, buys them a playoff berth, give me, go Chargers, go. Our locks of the week, uh, mine will reside with the Evil Empire, Bill Belichick, and the Patriots will beat the Dolphins by at least two touchdowns. How crazy if my lock of the week was Buffalo minus 17. <laughs> um, no, I can't do that. Uh, my lock of the week actually resides in the game of the week. Uh, I'm taking Chargers minus 3. I like it. Uh, I think Chargers win this game by 10 points. I think I just don't think the Raiders have enough to uh, like offense. Like Hunter Renfro is... A good offensive weapon, but is he's nothing like what Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler bring to the table. I think that the 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 Raiders just don't have enough to keep up with the Chargers in this game. I think the Chargers win by ten plus. All right. For a fun little fact, Christian. Yeah. Christian, have you ever sat in a suite? No. Well, if you lived in Buffalo, New York, you could sit in a suite for only $80 for the Buffalo Bills game today. 
or this week, $7 will get you in to the Buffalo Bills home game this week. Fun little how we close out the regular season. Next week, it is all playoffs all the time. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll know where everyone's headed. We'll know exactly what the matchups are. We'll know when uh, they are played. When they are. Because we got Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And the Monday night playoff game, which so. is very fun. Uh, they said they are doing a Manning cast for they a are. playoff game. Which which game gets on Nickelodeon? I I really hope that the... I told Jason I, that I just hope his team gets to play on Nickelodeon like mine did two years ago. Was that the double doink game? No, they it was the... The Saints game that I couldn't even... All I remember is Wims dropping a 50-yard touchdown pass. But he's not bitter, folks. Just remember that. He's not bitter. Oh, I just think it's stupid that there's a game on Nickelodeon. For, <laughs> like, I feel like it's... Okay, what's the most comical game? Like, last year, that's what it was. They're like, oh, the Bears play in the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> They're going on the... I think whoever's... It's going to be a seventh seed. I think since it was an NFC game last year, I think it's an AFC game this so year. maybe like Kansas City and... Whoever... Go oh gosh. And then you put... Who's it? Jackson Mahomes? Yeah, have him on the cast. You doing, have him on the cast doing his TikTok dances on the sidelines. That guy's... A, if I'm Patrick Mahomes... Dump a I, bunch of slime on him. Yeah, right? Sign me up. So, for our last time in the regular season, go, Pat, go. And the last time of the season, bear down. <laughs>